Welcome to ENN Radio, a weekly podcast from Elon News Network that brings you the stories behind the stories. I'm Alex Hager. Thanks for joining us. The Elon Musical Theater Department just kicked off their latest production last night with Sweeney Todd taking the stage. But before the curtain went up, our reporter Deirdre Kronschnabel went behind the scenes to learn about how it was all coming together. She joins us now to talk about the process and her visit over to McCrary Theater. Deirdre, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. So Deirdre, first of all, you got to tell us, what is this play about? This play is about a Victorian-era barber named Sweeney Todd, who's played by Alec Michael Ryan. He's a senior this year. And basically, he goes crazy and swears that he's going to get vengeance on basically the entire human race. Um, And even more grossly, in the end, he joins up with this woman and they turn his victims into meat pies. So pretty gross. It sounds pretty morbid. We got some blood and gore, a little creepiness right in time for Halloween. Now, Deirdre, you've reported on a lot of different shows here, a lot of musicals. What makes this one different from some of the ones you've you've looked at in the past? Right. It's um it's a very challenging musical um, musically for the cast to sing, which is different because Cats, you know, that I reported on last year had a lot of dancing. Um, Hello, Dolly was a lot of skilled acting. In short, this show definitely calls for that, too, but it's very focused on the music. It's more opera style, which is different from those contemporary shows. Um, So it's definitely out of a lot of their comfort zones, but they're up for the challenge. Um, I went during Tech Week, um, so the scenes that I did see, you know, I kind of saw them over and over. I didn't get a full picture of the show, but everyone knew it had to be really clean, really professional, um, and and they were definitely uh, ready for that. Now, when you went during Tech Week, you weren't just sitting in the stands. You actually went down into the pit to sit with the music director. What was that like, being in sort of an unseen part of the production, but you're really getting an up-close look at the music that drives the whole play? Right, right. It was kind of unexpected, but she just didn't have a lot of time. Valerie Mays, the music director for the show, and she said, you know, it would be best if I went down there with her. And I was so glad that I was able to because I got to be down there and in the thick of it, really. So not only is it a different perspective than I normally get, because I'm literally like sitting lower, looking up at the whole empty, um, hundreds of empty audience chair seats, but I'm also hearing the music differently. It's, it's not just coming from the actors projecting in front of me. It's literally surrounding me, um, coming out of speakers as well as above me um, as, as Sweeney or whoever's on stage performs. Well, we've got some of the music from the show here. Let's take a listen. So you mentioned that this musical is full of opera-style songs, which presents a bit of a challenge to some of the actors in the show. It's a little different from some of the work they've done in the past. What did they say about how they're preparing for that kind of challenge? A lot of the actors prepare differently based on what music part they are in the show. So a lot of the sopranos were talking about how they have to make sure they drop all the consonants just so that they can get out those high Cs, high Ds. The altos were talking about how they struggle with such wordy songs getting out the diction because that's what the Sopranos are lacking, so that's what they have to make up in return. Some of the characters, like Mrs. Lovett, have Cockney accents, so she has to juggle keeping that accent while also not putting it on too strong so that the audience can still understand all these words. And then a lot of them talked about 
having particular intentions that they think of when they sing. So they'd say, you know, I have to sing this line so that it pinches somebody or I have to sing this line so that it terrifies someone. And that's a way that they kept the words that are often similar and repeat in all these ensemble songs from for feeling different for the audience every time. You talk to a bunch of actors about how they're specifically preparing. Katie Berniak, who's in the ensemble, had this to say. And then, like, you just have to trust that you know your notes and that your training is solid. And so, again, for the Wandle Probe, you hear the music and you're like, this sounds so wrong, but it's this, these notes are ingrained in my body now. Like, this is, this is it. But she also added that vocal preparations aren't the only thing on her mind, and being a student adds some extra challenge to the life of an MT major. Because you have homework for the show, but you also have homework for class. So I'll find myself like in accounting, doing like just th- thinking of the song and thinking of the notes, and then I'm at rehearsal and I'm doing all my accounting. But she said that when she is on stage, she has some techniques to help her focus on the singing. What'd she tell you about that? The actors use these things called intentions when they sing. So they'll sing a phrase with the, the thought, I'm going to sing this to pinch someone, or I'm going to sing this to terrify someone. And it really helps them get into the part. Well, if you want to see this show for yourself, the production of Sweeney Todd had its opening night last night, and it continues through this weekend and returns next weekend with shows on November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, and all of that's going down over in McCrary Theater. Deirdre, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Elon's fall sports teams are in the final throws of the 2018 season, and we've got sports reporter Tellier Lundquist coming on today to talk about how their seasons are wrapping up. Tellier, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Let's start by taking a look at perhaps the most promising squad still in action, the volleyball team. They've got seven games left on the docket, and all of them are in conference. The playoffs are fast approaching. What's it going to take for them to make it into the postseason? Well, they're sitting down near the bottom of the conference rankings, and only the top six make it into the CAA tournament. But there is still time. They have a few conference matches still to go, but they do have to keep winning. You say they have to keep winning. Can you give us an idea of what their season's looked like so far up to this point? Well, they got off to a really hot start first, winning a lot of their non-conference games, but then it started to go downhill once they got into conference play. They do need to pick themselves up and keep playing as they have of late. And if they're going to string together enough late-season wins for a postseason run, who on the team is going to have to step up? Well, they've got to rely on their veteran players, mostly Maddie Jadon and Cam Terry. They are their most reliable players, but recently Maddie Genoway has been a complete X-factor for the team. She did not play for the majority of the first or even middle half of the season, but in the recent matches, she has been huge for them. The volleyball team keeps the season going tonight at 7 p.m. over in the Shar Center. Moving on to Elon's soccer teams now, the picture is not quite as bright. Let's take a look at the women's side first. How did they end up this season? Well... Not well. Their season is over, and they only got three wins all year, one of which was in conference. They finished dead last in the CAA. It was not exactly an inspiring performance from them, but there were some strong individual performances. Who did you have your eye on this year? Taylor Paradoski was a huge spark plug for them off the bench mainly, and Hannah Doherty was a huge controller of pace in the midfield for them. Well, the season is over for that women's team, but looking over to the men's squad, is there any hope left for them this year? There is not. Despite having only one more conference match, they needed a few games to go their way when they were playing Hofstra. They did go their way, but they could not pull off the win against Hofstra to keep their hopes alive, and that marked the end of their season. 
They did not have a home win all year, and that is certainly not going to put you in the playoffs. What was going wrong for them? What was falling short? They really just could not finish. They had ample opportunities to get the ball on the goal, but they just couldn't. And the defense was was pretty solid, but that, that finishing part in the attacking third was not there. With the poor showing from them this season, there is still a bit of an upside. There were some really promising new players on Greaves' team this fall, and they've got plenty of time left in their careers. Who are the names that we're going to be looking out for next season? Well, Inigo Bronte was this year's leading goal scorer, so he is definitely a name to keep on your mind. Valdi Johnson, a true freshman out of Iceland, uh, saw more playing time towards the end of the season and made good use of his minutes. Minutes. Andreas Thorsen, also a Dane from Hong Kong, really pushed the tempo in the str- in the attacking third of the field and was a great replacement for Bronte when he needed a rest. Well, with the fall season ending, we're getting pretty close to the start of the winter sports season and basketball is right around the corner. It'll be a few weeks before they actually see much real game time, but they do have some scrimmages this weekend, tell you. That's right. Men's basketball has a closed-door scrimmage tomorrow against App State, and the women also have a scrimmage tomorrow that fans can go to, and that is at 2 p.m. in the Shore Center. Well, we are at that always exciting time of the year when fall sports are heading into the postseason and winter sports are just getting started. Tellier, thanks for bringing us up to speed. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to ENN Radio. We'll be back next week with more stories from campus and beyond. For all of our coverage when we're not on the air, go to elonnewsnetwork.com. You can catch our live television broadcast Monday nights at 6 and pick up a copy of our paper on Wednesday mornings. I'm Alex Hager. Have a great weekend.